0: What you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh.
1: We'll try not to like too much talk over each other, but again, we are girls and we agree are. We totally disagree. disagree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving on. Moving on. on. Moving on. Well, well, make it by. <laughs> 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 a little thing. It's like a okay, wrapped right, out T-bird from Greece. Yeah. I'm you know, see that. she's got that black hair. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Chick Chat. It is the episode everyone's been talking about it is finally here it's time to do it we've been we've been talking about it for months now we've been prepping you guys and now I have Jeanette here with me as always because you've been involved in the build-up too I have it's 50 shades of gray day it is all right so wait a
2: minute that's what, that's what we're talking about? Right. <laughs> uh, I watched hey, the wrong movie last night. here's the spoiler,
1: everyone.
0: <laughs> that explains the black leather.
1: Yes. <laughs> we are here today to do this very special episode. This was not going to be your typical chick chat. We are not going to have our this or that. We're not going to talk about Prince Harry, unfortunately. We're I not. have some, oh, th- th- I have some thoughts
2: it. I could share if I you'd mean, like to jump into that, though. So. You
1: guys are welcome to stick around if we do another <laughs> well, one. We'll but see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> just let me you know. Prepping everyone that's listening for their normal chick chat fix, this is not going to be it. But we promised you that we would review the Fifty Shades of Grey movie. We then made a, I would say, a bet, sort of a, a dare almost. A threat. A threat <laughs> with another one of our, our, our podcasts, our sister podcast, our brother podcast, maybe, here on The Mesh. And it is Foot Candle Film Society, guys. Chris and Alan here Hello. with us today. Hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> How are you? So they have watched the movie. Jeanette and I have watched the movie. I am the only person at the table that has read the books. So this should be interesting. Yes. Um, Chris, <laughs> so. Chris is a lover of books, correct? Absolutely. Like
0: you Absolutely. read books. Absolutely,
1: yeah. And you read books that have been turned into movies. Yep. Okay. Jeanette reads. I read. Okay. You have (laughs) not read Fifty Shades of Grey, but you have read... Chapter One. Yes. So (laughs) that counts. That's good. (laughs) But you've read read Twilight. Twilight. You've read Divergent stuff. You've read other books that are maybe not considered classical literature, (laughs) shall we say. I will agree to that. Okay. (laughs) And Alan, I happen to know, does not read at all. I don't read. Okay. So... (laughs) This should be a nice equal balance of
2: we have all all viewpoints represented. We have everything.
1: So before we get started, uh, again, like I said, you're listening to Chick Chat on the Mesh TV. Uh, Thanks for tuning in today. And I wanted to let the guys from Foot Candle uh, podcast give a little brief intro about Foot Candle in case you're not familiar with them. Um, Not saying that our listeners don't listen to you guys. I'm sure a lot of them do, but. just just letting you know
2: in our listenership i know dwarfs to the mighty giant that is Chick chat but for those of you thank you (laughs) thank you but uh for all of you uh, listening uh yeah foot candle films that's our show here on the mesh where we get together probably a couple times a month and we review both new films we give some recommendations of films we think you ought to check out online uh we also cover a little bit of movie news there's a little bit of news that we do as well we're we're used to this Format in to some degree. We we, had. we like to chat. We sure. talk about things. So, but it's mostly all film related, right. and uh, we do have a film society in town that screens films for the local community, and uh, putting together a film festival this fall. Lots of good film related things. So, you know, it, to honor that. Knowing that this was a film that was number one at the box office for a couple of weeks yeah, and got a, lot, a lot, of, lot of money. A lot of buzz around it. Yeah, we figure we gotta do our part and we'll do diligence. We'll for, jump in there and watch it and for
1: the industry. All
2: for the show. It's right. For the show. Right, right. Whatever for the show, that's what we'll do. That's
1: but right. you do I mean, obviously we're gonna know once you start talking about it, but both of you are saying right now you have watched the entire film in its entirety yes okay I don't know that I got all the way
0: to the end of the credits but I'm assuming I, I did I'm assuming there wasn't the like end. a surprise scene at the end
1: of the credits no. oh, oh it no. was huge
2: it changed the whole dynamic of the That's movie that, that post credits oh, scene would be
1: interesting <laughs> <laughs> no, so but you both have watched it. We're yes, we're yes. all around the table. Everyone has watched it, right? You're just
2: not believing I've watched it. I
1: don't, you know I, mean, I watched. You think I, I, know,
2: I like, you went know. online and read a synopsis of it or something, don't Pretty you think much, so? Uh, but, you know, no, I didn't
1: watch it. If My was, wife
2: can prove it. I, we watched it together. Did you then, watch
1: right? it with you? Okay. And Chris, ago. I know your wife watched it with you, right? When
0: she heard that I was doing this, she's like, uh, Yeah, you're not watching that by yourself. <laughs>
3: So, no, well, my husband was like, "Yeah, you're watching that." My husband See, I would was have been same the same opposite way. of me. <laughs> no,
2: yeah, you go do that.
0: So. Yeah, um, and to be clear as well, one of the reasons that, in you know, all honesty, the chick chat episode may be delayed in talking about this was that Alan and I did agree to do it, but we're like, uh, "By the way, that's going to have to be available on iTunes. We're not going go right. to go for rental, not for purchase. Rental. Right. Yes. We're not buying." Right.
1: It. This was not so clarify, um, done in the theaters. New. None of us went and sat, and you know, uh, in fact, none of us saw it in the theater. Uh, I was uh, I, I was the first person to bring this up. I'm happy to say I read all the books. I did not go straight to the theater when it opened. I had really no Why? desire to see it in the theater. Okay, not because of the reason you think. I honestly think that there was a lot of people out that have not read the books that hear about the movie and are either a going to be like pshaw, like I'm totally not mm-hmm. going to see that because I, you know, go to foot candle. Okay. Yeah. Or I'm there's, a
2: civil, well-mannered <laughs> human right. being.
1: Right. Or there were going to be the other people that thought they were going to see, basically, like, they were only going to see it because they thought it was, like, soft porn. Exactly right like nine okay. and a half weeks.
2: Uh, and right. Did, so so
1: thought they thought it was February
0: 14th. So it was did. a
1: Valentine's Day movie. It so did. So so
2: yeah, because this is a perfect Valentine's Day movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, right. <laughs> so I didn't want somebody sitting beside me, basically, going just to you know, get giggly and whatnot. Like, I kind of wanted to say, hey, let's have a screening for the people that had only seen the, or read the books. Got yeah. you. Sure. And I would go watch it with other people. So you wanted
2: a pure audience really. I did. Experience.
1: I mean, yeah. you know, just, I guess, to be fair.
2: On the comment about the Valentine's Day it being released on the yeah. Valentine's Day, you know, I always thought that my worst Valentine's Day experience was I took a date in college to go see Silence of the Lambs when it came out Valentine's Day weekend. Nice. I thought that was probably the worst thing that you could do on a Valentine's Day weekend. No, I'm actually thinking taking somebody with the way this story panned out in this movie. That may have been the way to go. So that may have been (laughs) Hmm. a a lesser option. So. kind of
1: Weird that you did that anyway, but thanks for sharing with that's everyone. Right. No. You did not marry her, correct? No, I did not. Okay.
2: <laughs> no. Shocker. It, didn't go out on another date with her either. So.
4: Well, there
2: we well, go. Either, either a serial killer or, My, my, yes. my choice of movies seemed to have doomed that relationship, so, yeah.
1: So, so I'm going to toss it to you guys real quick, because how do you start off your show? Like, how do we start this? How do we review a movie?
0: I think, you know... We, we can tell you, and then if you want, we can have the editor dude do it for you. We usually we play intro, and then we actually play like a little bit from the trailer. Let's so do that. You want to do that? Why break
2: with tradition? All right. Yeah. right. Mm-hmm. right. So uh, we're going to get ready to review the film Fifty Shades of Grey by director Sam Taylor Johnson. Not that that really matters. <laughs> Starring Easy. Dakota Johnson and Jamie Dornan.
0: Mr. Grey, we'll see you now.
1: What was he like? He was polite,
3: intense, smart, really intimidating.
0: I'd like to know more about you.
3: There's really not much to know about me. (laughs) Look at me.
2: (laughs) I am. I don't do romance. My tastes are very singular. You wouldn't understand.
4: Enlighten me then.
2: So Fifty Shades of Grey, we have a story based on a book about a literature student named Anastasia Steele. Just, I'm just going to let that name sink in for a little bit. Anastasia Steele, whose life changes forever when she meets a handsome, yet tormented billionaire named Christian Grey. They engage into a relationship, a very unique relationship that takes some interesting turns. With that... I want to hear what everybody thought. What, it? May Margaret, let me go to you first. Yep. You read the book. Yes. You have a little bit more of a basis of comparison here. Uh, did this movie do the book justice or not? No. No. Okay, good. Moving on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Next question.
2: Why, why, what was the biggest fault with this movie compared to the book?
1: Okay, so I think we can all agree, whether you actually have read books of, of, not these books, but any books for any movie, that it's very rare that a movie does justice to a book. True. That's how I feel at least. In most all cases. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a book
2: is much more dense, it's got a lot more detail. There's absolutely. a lot more atmosphere to it. You yes. know, a movie is like an hour and a half long.
1: Right. So. Um this this was exactly the case with this. I feel like the detail that was gone into in the book and and as corny as it may seem with this, I mean this is a film that made a lot of money. So obviously it was produced and directed and everything the same old way that all the other movies you review are sure, but it, um, the character development in the Mm -hmm. book is a lot more intense than it even skims the surface in the movie.
2: Well, let me rephrase the question then before Mm -hmm. I move on to to the next Mm -hmm. for, for Jeanette, knowing the limitations of making a movie and has to be two hours long. Do you feel like they did the best they could have done from the book or could there have been more interesting ways to make this book into a two hour movie?
1: That's for me. Yeah. I definitely could have done more.
2: Okay. Yes. So it's not just a matter of, well, they did the best they could to make it into a movie. You no. really felt like there was a lot of stuff that still should have, could have been in there. Absolutely. And done differently than it wasn't.
1: I have perfect examples, and whenever you're ready for them, you just Yeah,
2: tell me. I think we'll get to the examples in a second. Yes. So I'm just kind of getting a good so feel, feel am, for the room here. We're I have thought
1: about this, engaged this a lot, and I, um, okay. I've got some stuff ready for you.
2: So, Jeanette, you have not read the book other than the first this chapter, is a chapter. First chapter. First <laughs> chapter. Yes. So not knowing anything about the rest of the book, how did you feel about it as a movie on its own merit?
3: I was really underwhelmed. Underwhelmed? Underwhelmed.
2: Why were you underwhelmed?
3: I felt like, like knowing that there was a book, I felt like I was missing something. Like Hmm. there were just scenes thrown together just to say, okay, this happens and then this happens. And I'm kind of left going, well, I don't understand why that's happening so quickly.
2: Okay. All right.
3: I guess I just felt like the movie was thrown together. It felt thrown together to me.
2: Maybe it was almost like it was more of a highlights from the book. Kind of yes, dumped like, together, stitched together without yes. any connective stuff running through it to make it make sense. Yes,
3: we have to get through the whole book. So here's a couple pieces from chapters mm-hmm. one and two, and then we'll cover mm-hmm. the next few chapters. And I wasn't given
1: that substance. Like, I, I needed to know more. Because there were there are three mentioned. books, yeah, three books. You know, in case everybody doesn't know.
2: Well, I'm going to ask about that. Mm-hmm. I assume we don't need to worry about spoilers on this, do we?
1: <laughs> no, because I think we've a waited long enough. Two, all of us have seen it now, and I prepared chick chat people earlier yeah. on, so
2: we can spoil it. I yeah. think based on a, such a popular book, it's yes. not like everybody's going into the movie having no idea where it's going to go. Right. A lot of people actually know exactly where it's going to go and end. So we can talk about the end a little bit, because I've actually got some questions and Agreed. thoughts on the end also, too. So so Jeanette, underwhelmed.
3: Underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And
2: Margaret, feeling like they missed missed a lot, or missed a big opportunity to adapt a good, the book yes. the same way. Chris, yes. tell me your thoughts on this film. I'm dying to okay. know.
0: I wanted to really hate this film, because, you know, it's just not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. I will be honest and say that it is not a horrible Film, it's not. Um, the main reason for that is the actress that plays Anastasia Steele, Dakota Johnson, Dakota Dakota Johnson. Mm -hmm. She makes the movie bearable. Now, I will not say that she gets out of jail card free, like, she's totally awesome, like, the best thing. But I can see why when the Oscars happened this past year, they picked her, they're like, Oh, she was in one of the biggest movies, you know, let's put her as like a presenter. And she was there, and I was like, Who's this person? They're like, Oh, she's in Fifty Shades of Grey. I was like, Okay. So I get that, you know, the synergy between trying to do that with the awards. But having seen the movie now, I think she tried her hardest with a really horribly written screenplay. That being said, I have not read the books, mm-hmm. but I felt like the whole time I didn't, I didn't get the relationship at all. I mean, I knew, obviously, because of all the buzz, I knew what was going to end up happening. But, and I don't, I don't know – I'd like to say the actor – with Mr. Gray. What's his name? Jamie, Jamie, Dornan. Jamie Dornan. I'd like to say he's like the worst person I've ever seen act on screen, yep. but I don't know if he, you know, it's like, how can you tell if somebody is just acting like a robot or they are a real robot in real life, <laughs> or they're supposed to be acting like a robot. Like I expected him at any minute to like start leaking oil or like blow a fuse or something. And she'd be like, Oh, that's why you're so weird. Mr. Not Gray. Because you have a, not so because weird. you have a horrible past, but because you're actually a robot, you right. know? I just didn't get him at all. Like the opening scene where you see him and he comes out from behind the desk and she's supposed to be interviewing him. That's how she gets to meet him. Is she gets an interview because she's helping her friend out for the school I mean, paper? For the school paper, right? Because
2: um, that's really easy to just call right. up a multi-billionaire. <laughs> right. It's like I'm doing an article you know, for the school well, paper.
1: he was going to be their Should speaker at in?
0: graduation.
1: Yeah, come on, think
2: this is That was, was kind of weak. That was kind of weak, though. So, anyway. but
0: I like. You know, it was like, is he supposed to be acting really weird? Is he supposed to be acting, acting awkward or is he supposed to be acting like an ass? Like, I, I didn't mm-hmm. know, like, how am I supposed to read this dude? And I didn't know if that was because he was a very poor actor or because the screenplay said, act very strange. But, like, strange, but I assume he has to be charismatic because otherwise why would she be interested in him? Like, I don't understand why anyone would find him the slightest bit interesting other than the fact he has a lot of money. I mean, yeah. Okay. The dude has a lot of money. I get that. And he acts interested in you. Okay. But other than that, he's acting like such a psychopath. Like why? So I, I just, you know, and I, I, didn't, I didn't get it. And that kind of, that kind of uh, threw me for a loop, but you know, as far as like the cinematography and you know, other actors in the movie, uh, Marcia Gay Harden's mm-hmm. in it as um, Christian's mom. Like, yeah, all doing a decent job with what they have to work with. But it was so distracting to me, the character of Christian Grey. And there again, I I don't know if it's the actor, the screenplay, or maybe something coming from the book saying like, this is how this person is supposed to be. And then you eventually get a read on him. I, I don't know. Is It made for a very interesting... <laughs> Uh, movie-going experience. Wow. that.
2: Chris has really thought this out. So.
1: Yes. well, he's very passionate about his hatred for Christian Grey. I can see. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, well, we'll get there
0: when we get to, when we get to the. And I don't want to, but yeah, we'll we'll get. There's something about I agree because I do want to. There's something about the ending that.
2: So, you could just almost photocopy Chris's notes because that's exactly what I've got. Well, do
4: you I,
1: have a prof- I'll tell
2: you, I actually. I didn't think the film was that bad.
1: Oh, <laughs> I thought the it was okay. Itself, what do you mean? Like the, actually, the story, the, I
2: I didn't hate it at all. It was I actually watchable. That. Hate it, hate it. And even Suzanne, and I both at the end of it kind of looked at each other like, eh, wasn't that bad. <laughs> you know, it's like
1: Susanne's not having wife.
2: any expectations on, it. I expected to go in and hate it. I do think to go to Johnson was really, really, really good. I think whether or not she was the character from the book,
1: <laughs> right? I
4: don't right. know. Yeah, right. yeah. I have
2: no idea, but playing the character she did, I'm like, I totally bought her character.
4: Yes. When
0: Alan and I make this criticism all the time on Foot Candle Films, if I've read the book, Alan, you know, as he mentioned, doesn't read, but we say that (laughs) books books and
2: movies.
0: Me no read. (laughs) (laughs) They books and movies should stand alone on their own two feet. If you make a good book, that's awesome for you. The movie you know, it shouldn't be so loyal to the book that it suffers. It should be a good movie all on its own. Mm-hmm. And if it changes things from the book, or if it is so be it. You know, you can be a good movie without being loyal. You can be a good movie and be loyal. There's yeah. several examples you can say, like Harry Potter books. For the most part, pretty loyal, and I think they're pretty decent movies. A movie, um, the only other one I can think of off the top of my head, The Prestige. It was a really good movie with Hugh Jackman and Christian mm-hmm. Bale. Mm-hmm. Very loosely based on a book called The Prestige. Both are awesome, but both are very different. Very different. So, you know, you yeah. got to kind of come into the movie with, or the analysis of it with that perspective. too. Yeah.
1: and I think I would have be I would be okay with that. Like, I'm okay with the movie not being exactly the same as the book, right. word for word and whatnot. But this one was um was was close to the movie, but the detail that they left out, I feel like were the wrong things well, to leave out. For. I think
2: and- that was my biggest issue. I had two issues with the film, and one of them was. Mr. Mr. Dornan, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, but the second one is just, yeah, I thought the screenplay was really sloppy and that you've got an actual decent concept for a relationship and two characters, and it was kind of unique and interesting. I didn't know where it was quite going to go all the way through, but yet it would just seem like it was stitched together. Like Jeanette said, it was almost like just... a highlight screen. All right, we know we got to show this scene, and we know we got to get to this scene, but just how we get there... Like, there's times where... Anastasia will say one thing in one scene in the very next scene. She's acting completely contrary to what she just said. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to allow this. And the very next scene, uh, she's totally allowing, she's allowing it. it. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, right. I can understand people change their mind, but there was nothing connecting it to make me understand what was going on in her head. Right. So that's all screenplay stuff. That was just, yes, she was a good actor in the film. The screenplay was, was really weak. I think some of the scenes in the film were really good. I'm imagining there were probably also pretty good scenes. Really in the good too. or good? I I think there was one really good scene. Was I, did it? Was it at the conference table? Yes. Okay. That, I, was, a I great scene. that, that was a great scene. That was a great scene. Might have been, scene. been the
3: best part of the movie. Yeah. I did enjoy the. Not conference only because table. I think they
2: were able to say, you know what, L- this is this is a tongue-in-cheek movie to mm-hmm. some degree. Let's have fun with it. Even the score was kind of whimsical a little more funny. Danny Elfman scored this. Yeah. Did Danny you Elfman. See that? Mm-hmm. Danny Elfman scores like Dude. half the films in Hollywood right now. So don't yeah. take a lot to that. I think he's doing anything for a paycheck. He's Wednesdays. making his retirement.
3: Yeah. He's the Samuel well, L. Jackson of the music.
2: Yes, <laughs> but I mean that conference room scene with the contract negotiation was. Fun. Funny. Yeah. And it was well made, well acted by on her behalf.
3: And It, her behalf. Sense, in it the made sense. It made sense. It served yeah, the purpose. Exactly. It worked. They're finally so, talking about it. I like right. that
2: scene. Yeah. I actually remember saying that was a really good scene. I enjoyed that.
3: I'll, I'll
0: agree that you know. I think we're all in agreement that 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 scene was probably the best of the movie. But there again, I can nail down that the screenplay, I guess, is what I have a problem with because there's some times in that or the editing. Where she says some things, they're talking about the contract. You know, mm-hmm. they're talking about all the stuff that she has to do, or you know, all that stuff. And she mentions one or two things, and it's like she brings it up, and he says something, and then they never like say okay, and they, they never come to a conclusion about what they're going to do, and they just like mm-hmm. jump to. something. you're like, wait, what? Which right. is I happened got the there?
2: sense it was more like a montage of just the negotiations going I, on.
0: If it was a montage, yeah. I felt like it was there yeah. was like one or two instances sloppy. where it was a little sloppy bit montage. sloppy. Yeah, because the whole point
2: was to kind of bring you to this realization. But, you know, overall, I mean I I thought the film was okay. I don't really have a desire to see it again. No. But I'm not gonna also go out and say it was bad to anybody. I mean I just it is what it is. My biggest hang up too was with uh the guy playing Christian because if this guy's supposed to be as charismatic or intimidating—that's the key word I was looking for. That first interview scene where she went in to interview him—he should have been intimidating as hell.
0: I was expecting to like wear a like
2: Steve Jobs, char- type charismatic, thing. but also very intimidating. Because she even Absolutely. went home to her roommate and was like, well, what was it like it's like he was very intimidating." I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> but he didn't seem very intimidating <laughs> right. to me. He seemed like a guy I went to high school with who so, just happens to be dressed up really nice in a suit. You know. So
1: since we're going on a little bit of spoilers, you know, yeah. like, can I? Obviously, I don't picture you guys going and picking up the first book and reading this. But let no, me just tell you, like. No it was one of my biggest pet peeves about this movie is that Christian gray in the movie comes across as a, as a pansy okay. compared I to w- the guy in the book. Oh okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, right? I get it. Yeah. The guy in the book that would actually
0: make more sense of yes. why we had the problems we had. Yes. Okay.
1: The guy in me too. Right. You know, that's why I had a hard time watching it. Cause I'm kind of like, wait, he kind of seems like he's like already fallen for her just mm-hmm. like that. Oh, it doesn't seem to happen pretty quick. Right. In the very beginning of the book, I mean, the, the movie sticks true to the timeline. The book starts off with her talking with her roommate, going to the interview, you know. But, as we've said, you know, she, she basically doesn't want to go to the interview. She's very kind of, ugh, like, this guy is not worth my time. He's rich and blah, 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 and I don't want to go. She goes there, is very uncomfortable, very awkward. And when she sees him, this guy is described as having the presence of, A, being gorgeous.
4: Mm-hmm
1: but to, to a fault almost to where it's intimidating. And it's hmm. he's described as, you know, one of these people, and I don't know if you guys have ever met somebody like this, but when they walk in a room, it's almost like, ooh, like all eyes are on that person. They hmm. don't have to say anything. They don't have to do anything. They demand attention almost. Hmm. It's a big presence, yeah. Yes. But because of his past, as we're starting to learn in the movie, he's very uncomfortable with that. So he almost comes across angry.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. But in the movie, I, didn't, I did not feel no. that way. I, didn't, I felt you know. like he was a businessman that mm, was just trying barely. to kind of be a hard ass.
2: Mm.
1: And had a secret dark path. Right, right. Secret, and, you know, I mean, yeah. for a point of
3: reference, Charlie Hunnam from Sons of Anarchy was originally cast as Christian Grey. Would he have been better? Oh, yes. yes.
2: <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> yeah. no, tell, me, yes. tell me exactly how you feel. I don't, don't hold back.
3: <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. If you go from yes him yes. to... I mean, no offense, Jamie Dornan, if you happen to be listening or fans of his. But you go from...
2: He's a listener to our show, I think. <laughs> our show.
3: Probably not your guy. No, probably but, not. Charlie, yeah. he won't be <laughs> <But>, uh, Unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> but to go from that to Jamie Dornan... Agreed. I was like, eh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how they're going to pull this he off. He was the
2: biggest problem with the film for me. It's just, if his character in the film was truly intimidating and commanding mm-hmm. and all, I totally... Even with the screen pl- screenplay not being great, I probably would have bought the progression of all the scenes and how the, the right, storyline right. went. But it not only did you have a sloppy screenplay, but when you've got such a a poorly cast lead actor, I just I Makes didn't buy any buy. of it. The only thing I bought was Dakota Johnson's – the, the things she said and acted on. But that's it. That was He's, nothing. He
3: else. didn't seem any less awkward to me than she did, and at times I felt right. like she was a little more overpowering than oh, he yeah, was.
4: Yeah, and actually, there I didn't was. like that. It was kind of yeah. like.
3: I knew what the what the movie was supposed to be about and how it was supposed to play out, mm-hmm. and like to me, it just felt like he was like okay, Kaming, like he was yeah. just as awkward, if not even more so than she was, and she had the upper hand when she really had less life life experience than he did. It was well, kind of like they switched roles at some point. I feel movie. like
0: I feel like. Even though he's supposed to be the dominant person, she actually was the dominant person for the entire for movie. For most of the
3: movie, yeah. yeah. Well, Which I didn't understand early because on, I, I was so
2: confused about He that. goes and gets her from the bar when she's drunk. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. And he's very clear in his dialogue about how he doesn't sleep with people, doesn't sleep in the bed, and sleep do all overnight. these things. Sleep overnight.
1: Yeah, like sleep satter.
2: That's totally what happens the very first time. Right. Now, I understand, and the more I've kind of stepped back on it, I think we're supposed to get the impression that – Anastasia is doing something to this guy that is different than what he's ever used to. But I got no sense of that from his performance at all. It wasn't until about halfway through the film. He's like, what are you doing to me type of thing? I'm like, Oh, so now I'm understanding that this is supposed to be where you, you're actually acting different than you normally do. I had no sense of who he was normally. So that way, when he acts different with Anastasia, it makes no impact to the viewer because we don't know what he normally is like. Right, Does that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Where the book, you get probably I'm sure much more fleshed out how he normally is with his relationships. Well,
1: and a, and only you know because the book is written from Anna's point of view. Okay. The first book is
2: right. Oh, so she there's no like backstory to him. It's pretty much whatever you there see. There is from a her.
1: Uh, what's it called at the beginning Ep- epilogue. Prologue. 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 Prologue is the beginning. Epilogue at the end. So yeah. prologue at the beginning, there is a a, a memory of a child like scared and mm-hmm. he's telling a quick story about how I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared. Where's my mommy? Where's my mommy? And that's the prologue. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then everything after that is Anna
4: hmm.
1: now. So which makes it even more intriguing to, uh, and believable, I think because you're not inside his head.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: Okay. Instead you're hearing her being like, I don't understand. What is this? You know, that was another thing in her role in the movie. Um, there was a lot more questioning, on her part in the book. Um, I know they had more time to do it and more time to draw it out, but there was a lot more, which to me makes sense. You're about to enter into this thing and whatnot. Then I'm going to do a lot more research. I'm going to question a lot more. And there was a lot more almost of, um, development of her and her personality because one of the main roles in the book that she's playing is that she's looking for a job. Mm hmm. So there's a lot oh. of time focused on her getting a job.
2: And there's nothing at all spent on that. Nothing. The, the he makes
1: one comment about we have a great internship program, mm. and she was like, mm, no thanks.
2: I'd rather work at the hardware
1: store. Right. Well, right. he brings oh, that up a lot more. Store, in right. the book, he brings that up a lot more. Mm. Um, you know, here's a company that I own. Well, here's another one that I work with. You should go here. And she's very, no Christian, Christian, stop. I don't want that.
2: I'm glad you mentioned about how she questioned things more in the book. Cause that was the thing that bugged me. If I had a dollar for every time I heard her say, why won't you let me in type mm-hmm. of thing? Like not understanding him. <laughs> but then like the very next scene, she seems to totally understand him. And then the next scene she doesn't understand yeah. him again. It's like, yeah, I would either expect more questioning or just more. I, I'm confused a lot more often, yeah. but she was either one side or the other. And I never got a really good sense, and that's the screenplay's fault, yep. to know how she really was feeling about it all the time. Again, well, so, another thing you get from a book you don't get from a movie. So
1: something I was wondering about when I was reading the book, knowing there was a movie going to be made, um, is that in the book there is a whole lot of email and text communication written out, and you actually see an email like written out in the mm-hmm. book. And then again for the text or whatever it may be. Now, they did do a little bit of that where they show the text on the screen Mm -hmm. during the movie. Right. But there were not as many of the conversations that they had in the book, which was almost her ballsy moment, if you will. Like in Mm -hmm. the book, that was the part where she was kind of – She didn't have to see him face to face. She didn't have to see him face to face, right, right, because she knows that every time she sees him face to face, she kind of melts to him. Because he's very intimidating and strong in, Intimid- the, book. in the book. Intimidating and in strong,
0: but is he charming or no?
1: Yeah, he's, he's charming because he's so intense. You know, okay. um, I mean, I think I remember telling Jeanette that. You know, can I can I just pause the the thing here and just tell everybody that's listening? You know. Alan, that is on Foot Candle, that's sitting beside me, is my brother. <laughs> which, Awkward. <laughs> which makes this incredibly weird. Uh, so, okay, so... Uh, all right, so it's the, all the, for the th- name of the show. Just I, know, I know, I know, I know. Focus, focus, chick-chat, chick-chat. So, so when you're reading the book, mm-hmm. and there's this guy who is so intense, and he does say the right things, but he's also a little, like strong willed about it to where you don't have to think for yourself. He makes the decisions for you. He takes you here. He's a little forceful sometimes, not physically, but like, no. And you're going to meet me here and you're going to have dinner now. You're going to eat now. You're going to do this. I'm not saying I want that in my life, but the fact I was reading it, it was intriguing because I don't know people like that. He was such a oh my gosh, like who, I want to find out what's next. Like, like if you I'm imagine him
3: as Charlie Hunnam. Yes. Because like, I was at that Jamie time. Jamie Dornan I just came own. across as stalkerish. Yes.
2: <laughs> well, the problem is I get, I get it. I actually think there was an interesting, it was, there was a line of dialogue late in the film that's kind of like, I think she even asked why would anybody do this? And he's like, well, you don't have to think. You don't, you just do. And then at that point, I'm like, that's really, I wish the movie spent more time looking mm-hmm. at that. Mm-hmm. Because I even told Suzanne, I'm like, that's kind of." Sounds kind of nice, actually. Yeah, you know, in my whole and life, I mean, like, just taking just notes, like, let okay. me just just tell me what to do. I mean, well, it's like, and,
1: mm-hmm. and what he tries to play it off to her as well as you know, like you're taking care of. Yeah, I'm I'm I taking wish, care you know, of you in that sense. I know, wish this
2: movie explored that more. Yeah, and it just didn't because really the only time we see him being controlling is what when they go to um,
0: the romper room.
4: No, red, well, not red, even no. I'm red,
2: talking about red, like red, just, red just red a normal life. Oh. When they go to the dinner together at his family's house? Or, yes. And she men- makes the mention about go going to Georgia. Georgia. And he's like, no, you're not going to do that. But even that wasn't really that forceful. It wasn't that was really intimidating. weak. Right. So there was no intimidation there at all. Where, I got nothing where
1: from in the that. book, there are things like where he's so strong, especially around his family, because they mm-hmm. know him well enough, because his family does play a big part, especially in the next two books, where. You know they're always like, "Oh, Christian's so grumpy." Like that, we know this about him. They expect it to where when he heard about Georgia in the book, he like slams his hand down on the table, stands yeah. up, storms off. So you know, makes a strong yeah. scene that like Christians pissed.
2: See, and we got See, nothing of that in they the film. Do that?
1: Yeah, why would right they do that? right? Instead,
2: if he bit his lip, and then when they got outside, that's right. when he started right to get him, upset yeah, about it. So yeah. he still didn't really get angry, like no, forceful. He was no. really like, uh, why didn't you tell me about <laughs> that?
1: <laughs> but that's he another thing exactly about that. him in the book is that because he's a businessman, or this is what they make you to lend you to believe, is that because he's a businessman and classy and mm-hmm. comes from a well to do upbringing, you know, they said he was adopted mm-hmm. after his adoption, his family, that he's got that class about him that He doesn't make a scene, you know, when he was at the graduation, uh, with people, obviously he does not know.
4: Yeah.
1: Um, and the roommate says, Oh, well this is Anna's boyfriend. He could have easily, you know, clammed up or whatever, but he, you know, he's very nice to meet you. I'm Mr. Gray. I'm blah, blah, blah. Christian Gray. Nice to meet you to her dad.
4: Yeah.
1: And it's like, he can, he can turn on that charm. He can be super. Sly about it, I guess is the way. But well, in the bu- in the movie, he introduced himself as the boyfriend, didn't he? Yes, it wasn't the roommate, right? But in the book, bu- in the movie, I'm to trying me. to say they're like yeah. showing that he can play, play into okay. people without getting fussy about something. Mm. I guess you know his family knows that he gets fussy, but nobody else does. See, this movie for me was completely different because I
3: felt the whole time I was just watching a power struggle, like who can gain the upper hand. Because mm. when she she kept as long as she didn't sign that contract. And she was walking away. He was drawn to her. He was kept coming to Mm -hmm. her. As soon as she relented a little bit, like when he showed up at her apartment, and she was kind of like, okay. And he (laughs) left after he realized, okay, now I've got the upper hand. Mm -hmm. And then she's crying. Or when she's in Georgia and he says, don't worry about who I'm having dinner with. And then she's crying again. I'm like, she's crying (laughs) because she lost the upper hand, not because she's all upset about it. It's, I can see that. I had control. I've lost it. Now I'm the giddy little girl who's chasing. I don't want to chase. I want to be chased. And I felt like the whole time they were both trying to gain that upper hand on each other. That's tr- and, I mean, and I guess that's why can the, see that. at first when I was watching now I'm listening to the conversation I may be compelled to go read the book. But that's why I was like, <laughs> I am not reading this book. This is the worst thing concept right. ever. No. Like It's this power struggle movie with a little red room thrown in the middle of it yeah. to make it interesting.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Hi, Alan and Chris here with an exciting announcement about something coming to the western North Carolina area later this year. It's the first ever Foot Candle Film Festival.
0: That's right, an honest-to-goodness film festival that's happening September 25th through the 27th at
2: the Salt Block in Hickory, North Carolina. Films are being submitted from all over the world to be considered. Do you or someone you know have a film that you'd like to submit? Visit footcandle.org and follow the link to the festival for instructions.
0: Stay tuned later in the year as we announce our choices and start selling tickets.
2: Visit footcandle.org for more information. We'll see you in September. Can I ask about the ending?
1: Mm-hmm. Please, because I've got um, a question too.
2: Because I liked the fact that it ended the way it did. Mm-hmm.
1: Really? The way it began. Oh, yeah. It ended the way it began.
2: Yeah, no, I liked it. I liked the ending because Incoming I actually nuts. liked that. The, 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 I mean, it. I was really scared that they were going to go with some, let's give a nice wrap up ending to this thing. And the fact that it was just a, you know what? Nope. I'm done. Goodbye.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, that's because I, okay that. I was okay with movies. I
0: was okay with that. I absolutely. I thought the ending was dumb. I hated the ending. Yeah.
2: I thought thought it worked for me. But my question is, is that the way it ended
1: in the book? Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Well, because there's two more books. Well, I know there are two more (laughs) books. Right, but 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 no, that really is how the first book ends. That Um, is. And in fact, after I saw the movie, I went back on my iPad and I pulled up the books because it had been a while since I read them, but I wanted to make sure I went to like the last six pages of the first book glanced over those just to make sure I was remembering everything right. And then read like the first six pages of the second book again to again, make sure I was right. And yeah, it's that that's right. That's exactly how it was. See, yeah, how I, did you I actually about about I
2: admired I like they it. stuck to it. Yeah. Yeah. I actually admired they stuck to a very abrupt kind of unsatisfying ending in a way. Mm-hmm. Now here's another question I've got that has to do with the whole film spoiler wise. So the whole deal with Christian and his, Weirdness. He's actually an um, alien,
1: right? Yes, right. <laughs> His that's mommy right. issues?
2: Is well, that... mommy, family issues, whatever it is that kind of got him where he is. Yep. <laughs> you know, the they were very high level passing comments about it in the movie. Mm-hmm. Is, did it go into deeper depth of the, of the book, or is it kind of meant to be that that's what the sequel books are supposed to dig more into?
1: It, it was pretty high level skimming the surface in the book, the first book as well. Now I will say that I felt like after reading all three, the first book was the weakest.
2: Really, mm-hmm. interesting.
1: The so that the other book,
2: books go into more detail about. him. Are they all about him?
1: Yes. In her, the yes, two of them. Yes. Okay. Um. Hmm. But there's actually like a a a plot, like a side stories, you know, if you yeah. will, along. It's not just about will Anna sign the contract or not. You know, it is. There's other things um, mm, that, that happen into too. more books. I I think that the books were poorly written, yet easy to read. And that's why so many people read them. And so I kind of felt like the movie was being made that way as well. Hmm. Well, and I
3: didn't like, and and you're talking about the fact that Mrs. Robinson, his, (laughs) whatever you, for the sake of- She refers to him as
1: Mrs. Robinson. Yeah, yeah. the,
3: he was abused as a child for all intents and purposes, although he doesn't look at it that way. He was abused as a minor child by an older woman, taken advantage of. Yep. That bothered me that it wasn't addressed more – I understand it wasn't addressed in the book, but in the movie, for those people who aren't going to read the full series, mm-hmm. aren't going to watch any more of the movies, it was kind of just thrown in there like, oh, yeah, this happened. And I think that bothered me that there was that whole undertone and Anna didn't – or Anna or whatever her name is didn't question it more. No mm. more discussion was brought up about it because yeah, that's really that. like – that's a, that's a big, now, is it, yeah, big, it's a dark shocking. thing. It's dark. Yeah. Really is that dark.
0: the same woman – yeah, okay, so we, we don't actually see, see her. We never Mrs. Robinson,
3: no. But he, he, can, he, goes, to but he goes to dinner vi- with
0: her. But he still visits he, her. It's he, not he, like he, he says
3: they're still friends. Right. And okay. he's, she's still someone he... Confides in. She was the him. reason he showed up in Georgia, basically, because he, he, she's like, well, what did how did your dinner go with Mrs. Robinson? And what did she tell you? And he said, well, I'm here, aren't I? Basically saying he told she told him to go.
1: Oh, my dinner. gosh, I'm dying to tell you guys so much about what happens. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I... I was confused by the ending, and I, you know, the way. So there again, I guess spoilers are off. Right. But you know, the the end of the movie, she, he basically they're in romper room, red room, whatever they call that, and she's like, you know, okay.
1: Dude. Take the punishment. Yeah, yes. he
0: just, she's like, I'm gonna, he's like, I'm going to beat you with a belt, and she's like, have at it. So he's like, I'm going to beat you. So and then she, he, does he doesn't it. use the word
3: beat. Okay, <laughs> um, I'm going to punish you. I'm it going, does going not to punish, punish you. you.
0: And he he hits her with a belt, and then like after this, she's like mad, right? And I'm like, no, I totally
2: get it.
4: I,
3: you no, get it? I, I, was so I, I, was get it. I was so
0: annoyed. I don't get. I was so annoyed. I don't get in a bad way because I'm just like you know the whole movie. If you're gonna kind of like a Twilight reference, if you're gonna be team, whatever the vampire's name was or Team Edward. Edward, whatever the werewolf's name was. Jacob. Okay. So this whole movie, my wife and I are like commenting back and forth, like, okay, you know, he's an idiot. I you know, she's just having fun, you say, Oh, he's rich, I see why she's attracted to him, sure, take him for his money. And at the end of the movie, we're totally team gray or team Christian, as opposed to team Steel, because we're like, I actually feel sorry for him because I think he's like, dude. You told me to do this. I did it. I was. I now each other you're alone.
3: alone. That was my team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just I here, here's the way I what t- I took. I, I was.
2: I was just. <laughs> she. She wants to know what he is truly capable of, because there's a there's a there's a way he wants to treat the women in his relationship that he's not treating her. She knows that. She knows there's a part of it holding back, and she's like, "Listen, just do what you would normally do," because I want. She needs to know that side of him. When she sees that side of him and she experiences it, yeah, she asked for it, but she also got to uh, fully understand what he's capable – what he does in relationships, and that's what really pushed her over the edge well, is what she, I got from it. She's
0: an idiot because yes. it's explained to her that you have safe words of yellow and red. <laughs>
3: There's yeah. going involved. At,
0: and at any part – yeah, exactly. At any part, like, okay, after – lashing
2: too with the belt she could have said uh yellow you know like (laughs) I get what you're doing and I'm just like it wasn't that she was upset because she was hurt physically uh it was more of a okay so that's who this guy really is I know now and I'm ready to get away from it. So and and I'm saying like I understand
0: that, that. And I thought for that reason, I thought she was an idiot. And I actually felt sorry for him, which I would have never imagined.
3: Because she asked for it. He wasn't going right. to do it. He I would just have says, never I am- should punish you. And she says, but it's kind of like you knowing
2: a side of your, of your spouse that you're like, there's a, there's a dark side of your spouse and you don't know what it is. But like you kind of feel, like feel like you need to know but yet you you want to know what it is because you want to know who you're getting connected with. But once you see it, we're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's ugly. I don't want any part of that. You know, it's well, like...
3: Well, no, it's but like I that. get Chris's point because it's almost like that's not who he is with her, but she, she forced, she forced him. his hand and said, I want to know who you are when you're not with me. So I get no. it. It was almost like... But it's not...
1: But it's not... That's the thing. It is not about who he is or is not with her or anybody else. That's the thing. There are two forms of being a, a submissive, okay? This conversation the, is getting really interesting. That, know,
2: right? so please, <laughs> please, please.
1: The, there's the pleasurable I'm taking, I'm taking one notes for, <laughs> for the red room, essentially, the pleasure one, where he basically says, when he's explaining to this, when she's like, why would anyone want to do this? And he's like, for pleasure. He's like, for you and for me. Because obviously he's the one doing the chaining up and the tying Mm -hmm. her up and all that stuff. She's the one that's actually feeling it. So there's two forms of pleasure. He's trying to explain, Hey, I get pleasure from this, whether you think I do or don't. Okay. Then there's punishment. Okay. That comes in forms of spankings essentially. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So punishment is where he talks about, like whenever he uh, found out about Georgia and he was like, you know, I'm about to take you across my knee. Okay. again, in the book, he says that a lot in the sense of he he refers to palm twitching mad. Okay, palm twitching mad, because he's saying, you know, that is not sexual, really. That is me being your dominant. That's me setting these boundaries. Punishment is pleasure may come across to people on the outside as stuff in the red room. But that's more the the fun part for them <laughs> so she's saying hey she'd already been in the red room three times or whatever by the time the end of the movie came right she'd already gone through all count. that stuff <laughs> she'd already <laughs> gone through that stuff she was in there she was fine she kind of enjoyed it you know it was um, and he even asked her that you know you're okay with some of this stuff you liked being tied up and whatnot and she was like yeah do it was she had never been punished she had never pissed him off essentially and <laughs> And as a submissive, if she would sign the contract, she would have to be punished anytime she did something wrong, okay? And that was in the contract, and she knew that. So since she has not signed the contract, she's saying, all right, well, then show me. Show me how bad is this going to get if I sign this contract? Because once she signs it, she knows she can't, I mean, she could say red and yellow, but really, she has to bend over, (laughs) I think, if, and I for think, for lack if, of better terms, I think if this maybe this is so the, awkward, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I think maybe if the movie had communicated that a little bit more about right some of those details, maybe I would have understood her behavior. But I yeah. was like, yeah, I was. I, I, confused. Just, I saw it
2: as. <clears throat> if I'm going to go any further in this relationship, I want to know what you're like at your worst mm-hmm. because in a way I kind of need to know.
1: Well, that's what she's saying before, before I, I sign, the sign the contract, this contract. Yeah. I want to know how bad. And again, is it I, I equate
2: it to like a marriage. I mean, yeah, you don't want to mm-hmm. find out that there, you don't want to be knowing that there's this whole dark side to your spouse, but you know what? I don't care about it. I don't want to see it. We're still going to get married. No, you kind of need to yeah. know what you're getting into just in case. That's her way of saying, all right, I want to find out. And it's not a red-yellow situation where she's hurt or upset. It's that, okay, I'm realizing that this guy is actually, this is actually kind of sadistic. Yeah, I'm he's capable done with that. of this. And I'm kind of done with it. Now, so. that's
1: bringing up, that's why I wanted to ask you guys, based on that final look, <clears throat> when he's actually giving the punishment, okay, Christian has this look on his face. I can't tell if it's, and he almost keeps doing these big sighs, you know, like sigh with deep chest breathing, I don't know. I couldn't tell if he was doing this because if he was given that look because he was almost getting this release. Like he gets he gets off, gets a release from doing this punishment. Mm. Or was he almost in pain because he was doing this to her? I I got that. that.
0: I think that would be the latter one. And that's that's why I was even more irritated with how the movie ended because it's like. He wasn't enjoying it, but right. he was doing what she said she was okay with. And then he's done. And it's and not him, like he's like jumping up. Like, oh yeah, yeah he went to I feel great. And that's what she said. Don't and
3: touch me. And he's right. like, and, he was, and he's okay. confused at that point. Like right. you asked me to do this. Right. Like right. he's yeah. very confused.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, I will tell you that at the very beginning of the next book. I mean, it is addressed. Why didn't you say red or yellow?
3: Oh.
2: Okay. Good. Yep. Yeah. It is well. Here's here's then. I guess a, a, an issue I've got with are they thing.
1: interchangeable or like really <laughs> <laughs> yellow means I'm getting there and red like, means keep going. halt. Okay, All just, like, just, you stop orange stop. Orange is like. like yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not yeah, that but it could be worse. I forget. Is it yellow, red, words? <laughs> Just start screaming. I need the
2: color wheel hanging over the bed. No, so sure. Alan, um,
1: you'd be you'd be in big trouble because you're color blind. I know, really. I'm like, oh, uh, whatever that color is right there. <laughs> Color, any colors, color,
2: color. (laughs) Um, so I guess that's an issue I've got with the film, then too, is because it sounds like, in a way, you know, it's not meant to be a completely standalone movie. In a way, it does, I mean, I hate saying it's a cliffhanger because it's not a cliffhanger, but it does leave you with a sense of, well, we know there's another book and there's gonna be another movie, so that's why it ending the way it did kind of abruptly people are okay with it. Although if you had no desire to see the rest of the films or read the books or whatever, it is one of those endings. It's like, I liked it, but yet I could see how people would be a little frustrated like, too, you know? Yeah. yeah. Sure. So I'll just, I'll just say, I thought the film was better than I expected. I don't think it was a bad movie. I think it was a bad screenplay. I'll definitely give it that. And I think a bad lead actor, but the film looked good. Cinematography. I thought was pretty good. Yeah. Lead actress was really good. Yeah. Um, so the music I had an issue with the music because really? it it fluctuated. I mean, I liked it when it did more of the older jazz type music and then when it did the instrumental music, I thought it was good. When it wove in like the the R&B pop stuff, mm-hmm. it lost me. It's like Pick one musical style to carry me through the film. Don't do this. Now we're going to play uh, okay, well. latest Rihanna song, and then we're going <laughs> to go back to this old jazz yeah. standard. Then we're going to do this this R and B pop song, and then we're you know, just, again.
1: I wanted a style. That was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Okay. was the music mm. probably because mm. of the book? Music plays a huge part in the book. Huge yeah. part to where Christian, as we saw, plays piano,
4: mm-hmm.
1: was classically trained, but plays okay. it naked. He was he not naked. naked. She, she was. Naked. She was naked. Okay. Not him. Not him. Not him. <laughs> Were, We're all like, whoa, Charlie Hunnam.
2: Hey. I have that in my notes right here. He had
1: pants on piano. Every time he on. Had pants on. At time at he he, they, Come he on. is OCD. Let's keep that in mind. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> so, so he plays piano classically or whatever. Well, when they get in any of his cars or whatnot and, and iPods and computers and things like that, um, music is always talked about because it 's always a very different form of music, okay He also talks a lot in the book um he 'll play a song like while they 're dancing, which they danced you know in the movie mm-hmm. while they 're dancing or while they are getting dressed or while they 're in the shower, whatever it may be. <laughs> they play it, and she asks about it a lot because shes she doesn 't know a lot of it, so he says, "Oh, I like this one because of this, this, this." Well we also find out later that certain submissives have made playlists
4: mm-hmm.
1: and it <laughs> refers to things <laughs> right. So there is actually a, there's actually a line, which I just think is hilarious where Anna says to Christian, she's looking through the playlist and she was like, um, why does this girl have crazy in love on the playlist? And he was like, you know, well, I don't, and she was like, no, cause you're crazy. You know I mean? It's, mm-hmm. you know, they, they implied through these playlists about different submissives. Well, see, and, and I would have enjoyed the
2: music. It the use of music in the film or if they acknowledged it as being exactly, was it didactic music? Meaning it's actually something they're listening to on their iPad. They select, there's a reason for it. The way it's done in the movie is it's just background soundtrack. Right. And it doesn't, it just jumped around so much. And every time it went to like some, like I said, some poppy R and B song, it was like, it almost felt like there was like canned music. We just need to pipe in something kind of sexy and kind of romantic and pipe it in there. If it had tied it more to the story, like the book did, I would have appreciated the music a lot more.
4: Yeah. So There's, did we get
3: into why the other submissives left?
1: Ever? Um, yeah. I dead. mean, briefly. He killed them all. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Are in their the bodies.
1: Class, <laughs> really the red
2: room. The red room doesn't smell very good.
1: <laughs> it's covered <laughs> it's in it blood. Yeah. <laughs> it's um. It, it is briefly touched on. Some of it's just nauseous. Ex- I mean, some of it's like some people just were done. You know. I mean, yeah. it was the the contracts up. They they part ways. They opted not thing.
2: to renew.
3: <laughs> right, right, yes. Is
2: this up for auto-renew or not? Yeah, yeah. Right, I mean, yeah. there are oh, some. Oh, like- I forgot to auto re- I, to opt out of the auto-renew. <laughs> <laughs> crap, I'm in this for another year now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. 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 Remind me when my 30 days... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Someone set an alarm. Yeah. But no, it is... Uh, it's briefly touched on. She does ask. Like, you know, okay. where are they now? What happened? Why are they not? Why have you had so many? Or whatever it may be. I just
3: wonder why he was drawn to her. Because, I mean, as we mentioned, that's the other unbelievable part of the movie to me. She's very inexperienced. So she goes from being... Extremely inexperienced to red room. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, like, right. no, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like twenty-four hours, <laughs> <laughs> or like... Like, she's like, Oh, you've got this red room? Okay. Yeah. I mean, even her childish what do you have, like Xbox in there or something? Like really? Right. Behind like, locked doors. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I see like, I
2: bought mm-hmm. that up to the point where I bought her character completely, up to the point where it became this whole Sexually. I like it, I don't like it. Right. Why why are you doing this to me? Why won't you let me in? When it got to be that back and forth. It, it didn't work as well. But up to that point, I thought her character was really good. Now, what he saw in her, I'm not really sure. I still don't understand what she saw in him. So, I mean, it's like no, it was on both sides there. you got to have two characters where there's real chemistry and you can just feel that they are just gravitating together. If they had had that in this movie and had that more intimidating character like in the book, mm-hmm. I think it could have actually been a yeah. pretty good movie, you know? so
1: Well, and, and again, touching on details of it, uh, Taylor, who is the... Uh, driver bodyguard a, whatever dream. you may call him what who is he he's, he's been a, he's the redhead in the unit I don't, on the, the unit that's yeah. the show that he actually plays on tv anyway the very um, macho he yeah. played him taylor is a huge part in the book and continues to be obviously more in the second and third books <laughs> the family members you get a lot more detail on elliot the brother so really is his
2: brother
0: yeah and and does the, the brother hook up with the roommate that didn't? In the book? Yeah. yeah, Really?
1: That yeah. was a
2: little confusing. I, yeah. I know they yes. called him brother, but I didn't know if I. Like, thought he was just saying he was, a, yeah, he was really a bodyguard. No,
1: and that's right? the yeah. thing is huh. in the book, you know a lot more about it. When they actually go to the club, mm-hmm. yeah. um, Elliot, you know, was with him because he even says, you know, Elliot sat on the dance floor with your roommate to distract her or whatever. Right. You know, he tells a little bit more about who Elliot is, why he's there helping. Like, why is he visiting him? Because he doesn't live with him who Elliot is. And then Elliot actually in, when they get caught in the apartment the next morning, you know, Elliot talks a little bit to Anna and they, you know, Christian's very uncomfortable around him because Elliot's so cool. If -hmm. you will, Elliot's the fun one. Elliot's the lighthearted one. He's kind of the laid back guy. And
2: a a piece piece of burnt toast would be the fun one. next. (laughs) Jamie Dornan. So so,
1: Elliot is the one that says to the roommate, he says, later's baby. Right. Mm-hmm. And they breezed over that real fast in the movie. And then Christian starts copying him. Right. Yeah. Yes. That was weird. Yeah. Actually, and I,
0: my wife noticed that. And she's yeah. like, is that because he's so odd that he has to pick up with his cool brothers? And I was like, I guess.
1: And in I the book, sounded weird. what I loved in the <laughs> book was weird. that Elliot says it. And both the girls are kind of like, like, he's so cute Anna and the roommate. Hmm. And I think Christian picks up on it. And so later, Christian tries to say it, and he almost stutters hmm. when he says it, because it's just not normal not for, him. for him. Not a natural thing for Yep. And so, so Anna he, thinks that's cute.
2: He's so much more an interesting character in the book.
1: Right? That's, oh, that's, that's what, know, absolutely. That's what,
2: that's what actually is making me <laughs> not like this movie more and more as we talk, because you had an opportunity to make such a really deep, interesting yes. character, and they totally botched it.
3: Yes. Well, and yes. I even mentioned to Mary Margaret, because I was asking her about the book. The dialogue in the movie, a lot of it bothered me so much. It just felt like I'd seen it in other movies, and it was kind of like, <laughs> yeah, grab so. a piece from this movie, I'm going to put it here. Like, even the cheesy line of, I'm Fifty Shades of Crazy, really? Uh, like,
1: oh, like, oh, <laughs> like, he does that say that in the book. He does say that I mean, in the book. I mean, I
3: know, but just on a movie screen, it just seems kind of nope. like he's leaning down like, I'm almost Fifty Shades of Crazy. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, uh. I just felt like I heard the, all the dialogue before. Why, why don't you just
2: let movies.
3: me in? Yeah, yeah, yeah That's yeah.
2: like every movie. Every I, wanna, I don't make Every life. romantic right. relationship, Correct. yeah.
0: I want to know if this line of dialogue was in there because this made me actually stop the Apple TV from playing the movie back, and I jumped up and grabbed a pen and a piece of paper because I wanted to remember the dialogue because it was so <laughs>
4: awesome. Oh, I
0: hope it's good. Christian, I would like to bite that lip. Anna. I think I'd like that too. Christian, I'm not going to touch you until I have your written consent. And that was it. And I was like, what? Like who would say that? Now granted, the way he delivers those lines, maybe a better actor could have convinced me that that was somewhat like normal or something. But I was just like, what? Like the dialogue was just completely I think if he had been the character
2: from the book, on screen, that would have played off. So much I would like more. to
0: bite that lip, like coming out of the blue. I'm like,
3: dude, oh, he, what? Yeah, but it's like someone we... says to me without your written consent I'd be like, say what? Yeah, <laughs> like written
1: what? What are you talking about? Oh, uh,
2: <laughs> look at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go.
1: You know <laughs> I There's a tab.
2: The I got an Uber waiting for me. Also, <laughs> <I outside.
1: forgot. laughs> so oh, to answer you, yes, they do say that. Okay. But here's the difference: in the book, Christian gets almost forceful and fatherly about the whole lip biting thing. Lip biting thing is brought up a lot. Oh really? He brings okay. it up a lot because she does it as a habit. You, you learn that that's her nervous habit. Right. Okay. And he will like forcefully tell her, stop biting your lip now, you know, and it's to, to show her like, Hey, I've told you to not do that. And B it turns me on. So quit, huh. you know, and just for reference, cause that's right before the elevator. Oh, okay. You know what I'm talking about? When he says elevator, okay, the elevator plays a big part in the whole series as well. Because every time they're in the elevator, it's like, Ooh, what's going to happen. Right. Because the very (laughs) first time in the elevator together was when he basically said F the paperwork. Mm -hmm. Right. That's when they first kissed. Yes, it is. Now, when reading the book, that is what made me keep reading all three books, that elevator scene, because it was so intense the way it was written. Hmm that you could you could feel through the pages you could feel like how torn he was almost. You know, just by their their language and all and her thoughts in her head or whatnot. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: I think this is the longest we've talked about a single film, Chris.
3: So,
1: <laughs> hey, well, it is this very special episode. This is, it is a
2: very special bonus size episode.
1: Yeah. So. I think
3: I'll read it now, you know, but I'm going to take out Jamie Dornan and put in Charlie Hunnam. See, <laughs> my, see, you got a picture who you want to picture I, in there because I, I, I got it.
1: I really, really would be interested to hear like somebody that now goes and reads it. So the other chick chat listeners know, Jeanette doesn't care about spoilers. Like, no. Jeanette, you can tell her anything and she'll be like, "I'll still watch it." So,
2: Rosebud's <laughs> a sled.
1: Yeah, so she will go and read the book. And I plan of the Apes is hear. really
2: Earth.
0: Kevin Spacey is Kyler Spacey.
1: The dang it! Yeah, Bruce Willis was dead, He's the, whole dead. Time. Bruce, the, whole time. the whole time. He's dead. He's dead. The
2: whole time. <laughs> 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 We're ruining people out there right now. It's
1: like, no. Turning it off. What? Um so anyway, I'm, I really appreciate all of you watching it and indulging us on no, this, yeah. me, well, whatever. I mean, but it like could have been said, worse. This thing made a lot of money. Absolutely but it didn't
2: make as much as people expected. Really? That is, really? no that, truly. So, okay. It had a huge opening weekend and then it dropped dramatically second weekend on because the reviews were really bad. People I mean, people were like, it. Okay, this is not anywhere as good as the book or <laughs> right. whatever. It made Enough money to obviously warrant a sequel and all, but it did not go gangbusters like everybody expected it to. And they're
0: slated for 2017 is going to be the the sequel.
1: That's what I'm hearing too. So this was all, the books were around 2011, 2012 that they came out. 2012, E.L. James, the author, uh, was the world's top selling author. First book she's ever written. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) She was listed in 2012 as... <clears throat> one of the 100 most influential people in the world in Time magazine. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> um, Chris, you actually asked me about this the other day, about starting out as a Twilight fan fiction piece. I,
0: yeah, I'd heard something about how... And that is true. Okay. Did that mean that their names were actually... How, what, what does that mean? She Which says I know the what Fifty Shades
1: of Grey f- books originally started out as an episodic Twilight fan fiction entitled Master of the Universe. Huh. before being completely rewritten as an original piece. So so, so maybe like... I think it's like a blog. The so
2: lead character was He-Man.
1: Yes, that's
2: <laughs> the I was mean. Was the
1: lead character like a vampire? Or something. I, so I don't like know. know huh. That I don't know. Weird. But I do know that her original pen name was Snow Queen's Ice Dragon. Nice. Wow. Oh, right. That was the one I was oh, She's <laughs>
3: awkward. And I heard I was talking to Mary Margaret earlier, and I, I had actually read, and she... I wanted to make sure I read this and she'd heard the same thing that she's going to write this whole series again from Christian's point of view. Huh?
1: Did you not hear that? Or at least one, or at least one of the books from I his did point hear of view. And I would strongly urge her if she's listening to not do that. Um, there is in one of the books, I can't remember if it's two or three where you do get a bit of Christian chapters,
4: mm-hmm.
1: huh. um, in his head, not the whole book, but chapters here and there. And I'll tell you what, it was hard to read. <laughs> he is, he's got a uh, uh, lot of weird stuff going on in his head.
0: Did, did they sound like computer commands? <laughs> no, know, know,
1: it, be boopy. They're all zeros <laughs> and ones. That's all it was. So, that so would be hard to read. His,
3: I, his abuse is addressed later in more detail.
1: Absolutely. I need it to be addressed at Absolutely, some point. okay. Things yeah. that are addressed later my... in extreme detail are her job, um, his family, his upbringing, and Mrs. Robinson. Right. And can we
3: stop calling her that? Because she was kind of fun. <laughs> you
1: know, yeah. She had a this song, was, this she had a song about her. <laughs> this is, there's nothing fun about her. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting. It will be... I mean, I will see the next movies because somebody's got to. So and see,
3: even the Mrs. Robinson line, thrown in <clears throat> from another movie. Like, really, I just felt like <clears throat> this lady watched a bunch of movies and said, you know what? I could write a book about all of this thrown together and I could take bits and pieces of the dialogue from all these movies and it'd be fantastic.
1: Do you know that Jamie Dornan was in a folk band back in the day that, I used, believe to, it. that used to open up for KT Tunstall? <laughs> the most and,
2: boring folk band ever.
1: Yeah, <laughs> It was called Sons Hi, of Jim. I'm Jamie, Jamie Dornan. Hi, I'm
2: Jamie.
3: Music. <laughs> We're, some... We're Sons of
1: Jim. <laughs> will you
0: wait and see the movies, the sequels at uh, home or will you brave the theater? And
1: well, you the know, I'm, I'm torn because I have a feeling and I'm hopeful that I would like the second and third movies better because I liked the second and third books better.
0: I got you. Well, I will say that when I went to go see American Sniper, opening we- not opening weekend of American Sniper, but opening weekend of Fifty Shades of Grey, uh, as I was walking up the theater to buy my ticket, a limo pulled up, Out stepped a guy clearly dressed to the nines and got a lady out of the cabins and I'm like get out what? they were like cosplaying Fifty Shades of Grey that's really weird absolutely <laughs> and I was like okay so if you don't want to be around those people
1: maybe not go open <laughs> yeah. week I don't want to be around that guy I don't <laughs> know like, those other people creeper. I'm
4: kind but I was like read I, that can't theater now. Is, <laughs> I can't
1: believe this is happening yeah. well that's interesting well in, in case anybody's wondering out there Christian and Anna are both on Twitter and <laughs> you can follow them at Christian T. Gray wow. and Anna R. Steele. Okay, mm-hmm. lots of things have happened like that. I mean, this thing has become like a phenomenon. You know, it really mm-hmm. has. There's a there's a hotel in the Lake District, which is in the UK Ireland border. Okay, mm-hmm. that um, have replaced all of their hotel Bibles with Fifty Shades of Grey. No. Yep. Nice. Just let wow. me know that just does not seem right. Well, <laughs> you know, Jamie Dornan is not American, right? Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I think that's maybe up in his country. His land. His people. In Dornan land. land. His people. <laughs> Dornan 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 land. Land. Yeah. Dorden just makes I'm, him sound boring, right?
2: Everybody's very low charisma. I will, I will throw this out
0: there as kind of a benefit. I guess to the books, assuming the movies didn't change this, I was legitimately surprised that it didn't take place in New York City, in New York State.
3: Instead, it was really? Seattle. But it yeah, started there's... in Twilight, right? So that's where Twilight takes uh, place, maybe. Okay, maybe that's why. I still haven't I was, seen
2: like, any of the Twilight movies. You know, really? We'll st-
3: They're better than this one. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Really?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but stereotypically, you know, when you think of big, rich dudes and flying around yeah, in helicopters yeah, yeah. Sure. and skyscrapers, you think, you know, typically, that stereotypically, that would be New York. I was like, oh, well, that's kind of cool. It's yeah, Seattle, it's and Seattle
1: and Georgia. Right, well, right yeah. which is weird. Right, yeah. locations. So it's it's, which it's was also I think Twilight, all, right? No, that was Florida. Florida, yeah. Man, it's interesting. All, See, she's read
0: Twilight stuff, so she knows.
1: I think I do we've read. all been yeah. <laughs> three of the readers minus Alan. Um, I think we've all kind of uh, i I was surprised by this because I actually heard from Chris and Alan both that the movie did not suck. Hmm. Yes, like, which is.
2: I, I can honestly say I did not. I did not think the movie sucked.
1: Okay, you know, I kind of did. It was a movie, <laughs> and you kind of did too. I'm not going to watch it again, but, I'll watch, other, but um, I'll watch so the
2: other. Chris other and I actually too. liked yeah. it better than the two of you. Maybe
3: I think, wow. I think maybe if I think Jeanette, well, you guys like the actress. <laughs> See, I, I
2: <laughs> actually may have liked the best of all four of you. I think which Jeanette is crazy. And I Maybe yeah. crazy page. crazy, but
3: I think
0: I think if I'd have known. The material, then I would have been as irritated as Mary Yeah. Margaret, yeah, yeah. because I
1: was like, "Well, I'm maybe more that's, ups, I'm I gave more, it a pass." I'm like, more hmm.
2: disappointed in the film after hearing you talk about the about book, the book. Yeah. than I was before I heard about that. So,
1: yeah. yeah, well, it's a super easy read. If anybody needs a beach read this yeah. summer or something else, <laughs> <Meh>. I'm good. <laughs> well, we know that, Alan. I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> they might have it on audiobook. <laughs> mm, oh that's no, still they, too much they do have it on audiobook, and I actually have a friend who. Like, got the audiobook and listened to it with her mom and her sister oh. riding to the beach. Nice. She said all of them are like looking out the side windows the entire time they're <laughs> driving, like, I can't, can't focus, no. can't, can't pay attention.
2: I, I don't do audiobooks and I don't encourage anybody else out there either to do them <laughs> because. There's so much good audio content to download on the mesh that if you are going on a long driving <laughs> there trip, there's no excuse to not have something to listen to. You don't need a twelve hour book. You need forty five minute podcast discussions there to download. Love a like, this of, like this one.
1: Like this one. need reviews of fifty shades Actually, of the Actually, I think this
2: review has gone on as long as the movie is. So. <laughs> hey.
1: Yet more interesting. I uh, will so. give it that.
2: I will give it that. Definitely <laughs> so.
1: minus the whip. Say hey. well, remember, right. Jeanette,
2: thanks for uh, having us. Hey, we well, thanks it. for
1: being here. Thanks and for, for the to the do wine,
2: it. and the, the cheese assortment. That was really nice to well, have out there for us
1: on chick chat. <laughs> this is <laughs> it's really cool. stuff, right? Very nice. The lights are turned down low. We got yeah, pink bulbs and everything. Yeah, right. nice. No, we we really appreciate it, Jeanette. Thank you again for coming on and for taking the time to watch the movie. You know, hopefully, we'll report back. After maybe the second one, and find out if you watch or read the book. Okay, okay, just let us know. No, oh, right. no pressure. All right. So you've been listening to Chick Chat with special guest from Foot Candle. Bye. Um Yes, <laughs> who, who I don't know will be joining us again anytime soon, but it was fun uh, to have him on here again. Thank you for tuning in. You can find out more about The Mesh and all of its shows at www.themesh.tv. We do have a voicemail line, 828-619-0048. Call in and tell us if you thought the movie was good, bad, or ugly. Um, we have an email that you can write in and tell us the same thing, info at the And as always, please find us on Facebook and send some love on there. But until next time, thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the flip side.